Welcome to the Linked Up Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, Minister David Walker comes with a powerful message entitled, You Have Help From Above. Get your pen and your pad ready. Let's go into the worship center and hear what God has for us today. Well, let's just dive on into it this morning. In John's Gospel, chapter 14, here we have Jesus coming to the end of his earthly life and ministry. He's headed to the cross. He's about to die for the sins of the world, be raised from the dead, and ascend back to the Father. And he's having a conversation. He's preparing his disciples for what is about to take place. And so we pick up this conversation that Jesus is having with his disciples right before he's about to end his earthly life and ministry. And we see it in John's Gospel, chapter 14, beginning with verse 15. And he says, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another, say another, another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it sees him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. He says, but you know him for he dwells with you and shall be in you. Now, this is my favorite part here. Jesus says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will not leave you as orphans. He says, I will come to you. And he has come to us. He has come to us. He's come to us in the person of the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit, now, if there was any question, I love the Bible because nothing clarifies like clarity. And so Jesus clarifies who the helper is in verse 26 when we look at it. He says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, say the Holy Spirit, Spirit. whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things I said to you. Now, notice what he didn't say. Notice he didn't say the helper was Hare Krishna. He didn't say the helper was Gandhi. He didn't say the helper was the prophet Muhammad. He didn't say the helper was Harry. He, he said the helper was who? The, the helper is the Holy Spirit. And then he continues this conversation with his disciples in chapter 16, beginning with verse 5. He says, but now I go away to him who sent me. And none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I've said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, say the helper. The helper will not come to you, but if I depart, I will send him to you. Today, 
I want to remind you that you have help from above. Tell your neighbor, say, I have help from above. Now, I want you to imagine with me for a moment being one of Jesus' disciples during this time. Imagine the water walking, dead raising, devil casting out. I'm talking about the bread multiplying. Jesus, the son of God, the miracle worker. You have him, you have this access with him all the time. And he's saying, now, fellas, I'm going away. And as a matter of fact, he follows that statement up with, it's to your advantage. Now, we know Jesus is the word. And he speaks truth. So if he said it's to our advantage, it's to our advantage. And so I can only imagine, though, how how heartbroken they were. That the son of God, Jesus, is telling them, I'm going away. And he's saying, it's it's to your advantage. It's profitable. It's beneficial. It's advantageous that I go. Now, I'm going to be honest with you guys. If that was me, I'd be like, oh, come on, Jesus. Now, come on now. Come on, let's, let's be real now. I mean, how can it be to my advantage that you leave? Let's just be real. You leaving, but you're saying that's going to be to my advantage. But Jesus says, see, Jesus knows something we don't know. See, he knows that when the helper comes, the devil thought he did something real big when he put Jesus on that cross. He he was so focused and zoned in on one, he didn't realize that when the Holy Spirit get on inside of each and every one of us, now he got to deal with all these Jesuses all over the place. Look at your neighbor and say, hello, Jesus. Jesus. See, the Holy Ghost is living on the inside of you. That word another is used to refer to an additional person or thing of the same type as the one already mentioned. The Holy Spirit is not less than Jesus. The Holy Spirit is, as Jesus is, another helper. Write this down. The Holy Spirit is to us what Jesus was to his disciples. Remember that. The Holy Spirit is to us what Jesus is or Jesus was to his disciples. Now, Jesus was our example. Jesus set a pattern in which we were to follow. And Jesus relied on the Holy Spirit in his earthly life and ministry. In Luke's gospel, chapter 4 and verse 1, the scripture says, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by social media into the wilderness. Did y'all see that? I must have missed something. Let me read a little closer. Let me read a little closer. All right, let me try that again. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the opinions of others into the wilderness. No, Jesus, full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. 
Luke chapter 4 and verse 18, Jesus said these words, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And then in Acts chapter 10 and verse 38, it records how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Now watch this. If Jesus relied on the Holy Spirit in his earthly life and ministry, how much more you and I need to rely on the Holy Spirit in our everyday life. If Jesus relied on him, we're talking about the Son of God. You know, too often we ask God for help only when difficult situations arise. You know, we, you know, and it's appropriate to ask God for help when difficult situations arise. But he's an ever-present help. He will help. The Holy Spirit will help you pick out what you want for that day for clothes if you ask him. I mean, the Holy Spirit is practical. He real practical. But for it to get to that level, you're going to have to build a relationship with him. And so, you know, I got a revelation of how much the Holy Spirit helps in the little things. My wife, a few years back, you knew I was going to tell this story, so she's smiling already. But she had some hand-washing soap in this glass bottle, real nice smelling stuff, right? And our boys, this was about, this was four years ago, in January, I remember. 2018. <laughs> January. And she said, I lost this bottle of soap. And I was like, okay, well, it's in the house. Can't walk, you know. And I'm thinking she's going to find it. I wasn't very much help. She's going through, going through. One day go by, two days go by. I can't find this soap. Now she's, she's come to a place where she's lost hope. And she believes now somebody has done something with the soap. So she says, well, do you think the boys picked the soap up and put the soap in the trash. I said, nah, the boys, you know, Eli, he's too young, and David, he's not interested in no soap. <laughs> now, I got a question for y'all this morning. Who do y'all think was the next culprit to be looked at as the... <laughs> I didn't touch the soap. I don't know where the soap is. And so this went on for a few days, and then finally one day after service, here we are talking about the soap again, right after service, in the kitchen. I said, honey, I'm going to find the soap. If the soap is in the house, I'm going to find the soap. She said, you're going to find the soap? I said, yeah, I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit, where is the soap? I asked the Holy Spirit, where is the soap? It was less than five minutes, and I had the soap in hand. He flashed one little thought across my mind. And I went straight to it. Now, if the Holy Spirit care about some soap, 
much more your destiny, how much more your success, how much more your business, how much more, how much more your family, how much more, how much more. If he care about some soul, he cares about you and who you marry. He cares about your career. He cares about your physical body. So we need to learn to trust him in the smaller things. And by doing so, we build this muscle, we build this relationship with him. So when the storms of life come, because they come to us all, now we're prepared. You know, I was thinking, Jesus sent the helper, and he's helping every one of us. But at large in the body of Christ, why aren't we receiving more help from the helper? And I'm going to give you a couple of reasons why. The first one is a lack of sensitivity to who the Holy Spirit is. You know, in many cases, the Holy Spirit has been misrepresented. Remember, he's another helper. Same as Jesus. Jesus was confined to a physical body. The Holy Spirit is not. Okay? And so, a lack of sensitivity to who the Holy Spirit is can limit how much help we receive. Now, he is helping us, but how many of y'all want to know there's more? Lift your hand if you know there's more, that God has more in store for you. And so, you know, I grew up in church, and it wasn't a strange thing to hear somebody say, I caught it. <laughs> well, what you caught? I caught that Holy Ghost. You know, it. Now, let somebody call you an it, and it's going to be a fight. See, the Holy Spirit is not an it. He's not a force. He's not a tongue. He's not an emotional experience at church. He's a person. He's the third person of the Trinity. He was in the beginning when God said, let there be light. The Bible talks about him hovering over the face of the waters. That was the Holy Spirit then. He was in the mix when, when God was making man. He said, let us make man in our image. He was in on that. He can be both pleased and grieved. And so Jesus speaking of the Holy Spirit, in John's Gospel, chapter 16, verse 13, he said these words, How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Jesus used the personal pronoun he six times to make sure that none of us had any question that who he was sending was actually a person. Yeah. 
And then you look at how he functions. He functions as a person. He guides, he speaks, he hears, and he shows you things to come. Boy, that's good. I said, that's good. Now, you know what he wants? He's looking to build a relationship with us. He longs to have intimacy with us. He wants to have closeness to us. You know, the scripture says, draw nigh unto God and he'll do what? The closer you get to God, he's getting closer to you. There's a scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14, the apostle Paul closing out his letters to the church at Corinth, he makes this statement. He says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. That word communion in the Greek is koinonia, which means fellowship, partnership, intimacy. It lets us know the Holy Spirit wants intimacy with you. Tell your neighbor, say that Holy Spirit wants intimacy with you. And you can have intimacy with the Holy Spirit by spending time in his presence. Boy, you get you some good praise and worship music on. I'm telling you what, this praise team, this praise and worship up here. Just take me on to heaven, Jesus. Just take me on. I mean, I just want to go up to heaven. Can you imagine what heaven's going to be like? Wow. Spending time with him. We can get closer to the Holy Spirit by spending time with him, by talking to him in our prayer and word time, by being vulnerable with him, yielding to him. Now, I said two reasons. One was, the first point was why we're not receiving more help from him was a lack of sensitivity to, the Holy, to who the Holy Spirit is. The second thing is a lack of awareness of the Holy Spirit's indwelling presence. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, first of all, the apostle Paul is is dealing with the church at Corinth because there's some competitive jealousy going on. One group is saying, I've been baptized. I mean, I'm, I've been, I'm with Paul. The other group say, I'm with Apollos. Paul said, this is foolishness. This is worldliness. They're comparing each other amongst each other. The scripture says that's not unwise. That's unwise. You can't be comparing one. Well, I'm with this group and I'm with that group. We all in the same family. We all have different gifts. Comparing Paul and Apollos. And so the apostle Paul is dealing with them in this, in this chapter. And then he makes this statement in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. He says, are you not aware that you are God's temple and that the Holy Spirit has his home in you? In other words... Is there no respect or reverence for the fact that the Holy Spirit is living in you? You guys up in here arguing about, I'm with Paul, I'm with Apollos. Do you not realize that the Holy Ghost is in you listening to this conversation? 
See, when we became born again, the Holy Spirit made our spirit his home. So there's some things that your spirit know that your head don't know. How many of y'all ever had this? You like, you had this, this, this knowing that you were supposed to take a left and you went right. And then the first thing you say was, something told me. No, it wasn't something. It was someone. It wasn't something. It was someone. The Holy Spirit is living in your spirit. And so he's speaking to you spirit to spirit. So the more in tune you get with your own spirit, the, the easier it is to understand the Holy Spirit. And guess what? The Holy Spirit don't get it wrong. If the Holy Spirit is leading you and you following that leading, you're going to hit it every single time. You're going to hit the mark every single time. The problem is many times is an undeveloped spirit. Not realizing, not feeding that spirit. On the word, not sensitive to the Holy Spirit's indwelling presence. See, what could be as good as having the physical presence of Jesus with us today? Having the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Again, he's another helper. Now, I got a question for you. How many of y'all would love if Jesus came to your house? Come on, let me see those hands. I mean, come on, we all know if Jesus came to our house. You know, can you imagine if Jesus was walking the earth today? Jesus say, hey, I'm coming to your house today. I'd be like, Jesus, now who's going to win that game next week? Because I'm pulling for the saints, Jesus. So, uh, uh, uh. all right, let me get back. Let me get back. I'm about to lose. I'm about to lose the message. So, one thing we didn't mention was that I'm, I'm born and raised from New Orleans. Oh, we got some. We got, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Now, but I want you to imagine this. If Jesus came to your house, how many of y'all know if Jesus came to your house, there's some conversations you're not going to be having. I mean, Jesus here now. Let's be real. They got some kinfolk that might usually want to drop by. You'd be like, nah, not this week, not, not this week. Some of them cussing kinfolk, not this week. Next week, actually in two weeks when Jesus leaves. They got some shows we wouldn't be watching. Conversations we wouldn't be engaging in. You know, they got some food some of us wouldn't be eating. You blessing a ham hock and the doctor told you, leave them ham hocks alone. I mean, Jesus is here now. Now see, now remember, Jesus is ascended and, and seated at the right hand of the Father. The Holy Spirit is here just like Jesus. So guess what? He's in us. 
He's watching and seeing the things we engage in. The movies we watch. I was sharing this with a friend. She told me, I was about to sit down and watch a movie on Netflix. And I heard you mention something about the Holy Spirit. She said, I I had a visual of Jesus sitting next to me watching this. And she said, I got to go to something else tonight. (laughs) She said, I can't do it. Why? Because we all know if Jesus was there in his physical presence, we would operate a certain way. But we don't give the same reverence and respect to the Holy Spirit who is as Jesus is. He see, it, he see it all too. I believe when we get a revelation of this, the fear of the Lord is going to grow. When we get a revelation of his indwelling presence, then we'll have a greater revelation of the fear of the Lord. Because you, when you really fear God, you want to please God. You want to please him, not hurt him. All right. So, We need help. Tell your neighbor, say, we need help. We We all need help. And before we dial up a friend, get on the phone, and you know how we do. What happened when trouble come? We got caught, dial up a friend. Hey, what's going on? No, we need to talk to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, this is what's going on. And then listen for the answer. Are you listening? Praise the Lord. Let me give you four ways the Holy Spirit helps us. Now, there's so many ways that the Holy Spirit helps us. There's no way for us to cover this in in one message, but I just wanted to give you four ways that the Holy Spirit helps us. The first one is the Holy Spirit helps us understand God's Word. In John's Gospel, chapter 16, verse 13, he said, How be it when he... The spirit of truth is come. He will guide you into all truth. You have on the inside of you a personal guide. You have someone on the inside of you who will help you get revelation of the scriptures so that you don't have to be in the dark. The Bible says the entrance of his word giveth what? Light. So it's God's pleasure. God is light. It's his pleasure for us to be able to open up the Bible and then get in the word and that word come alive to us. And so one of the things, one of the ways the Holy Spirit helps us is he makes the word a reality to us. Another scripture is 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 that supports this. It says, but as it is written... Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit, for the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us of God. 
this is so good. This is so good. Because the Holy Spirit will help you to extract the promises of God. He will, op- he will give you revelation. But it's still going to take, you still going to have to use your faith to, to, to obtain and receive what, he, what, he has, what he's promised. You're still going to have to lay hold to it by faith. But he can give you revelation. He can open your eyes and let you see that's available to you. That's yours. Healing is yours. Debt freedom is yours. Prosperity is yours. Peace of mind is yours. I got a hold of this when I was in college. I had a lump underneath my foot. Man, that thing hurt. And the Holy Spirit led me to a book, Exceedingly Growing Faith. I read the book. It was by Brother Hagin. And I began to stand on the word for my healing. And I was going through healing scriptures, and then one of them jumped off the page. 1 Peter 2.24. And I grabbed the whole of that scripture. By his stripes, I am healed. And let me tell you, I stood on it, and stood on it, and stood on it. And guess what? The pain became greater, and greater, and greater. You know what the devil tell you? He's showing me pictures of people draw, walking me around LSU campus in a wheelchair. I had pictures of me on crutches. I'm, I'm seeing these visuals. And I used to tell them, I said, what you going to do when, when this word works through my body? What you going to do when, when my body is totally healed? I said, what you going to do? You showing me what you, what, what you want, want me to see, but what you going to do when he healed me? I'm not going to ever stop telling folks that he healed me. So this thing, this thing got, it was, it, we, it was a back and forward thing. And each day I would say, by his stripes I'm healed. Let me tell you what happened. The scripture went from me just reading it to becoming rhema. It came alive. It came so alive that I believed the scripture over the pain. And then one day I was coming into Highland Hall. I was walking in and I had a limp. And one of my buddies, Will, he said, Dave, that's a nasty limp you got there. Thinking to myself. He said, you okay? I said, I'm all right, man. I turned the corner to walk up the stairs. And instead of, oh, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. The first thing came out of my mouth was, by his stripes, I'm healed. And I knew in that moment, see, I was so full of that word in that moment it was, it was too late. I was already healed. The, heal, the, the word had become more real to me than the pain I was feeling in my body. That night, I had a tear coming out my eye. I was in pain, sitting at my desk doing my homework. And I said, Father, I thank you that I'm healed. Say early in the morning, though. The next day when I woke up and I was in the shower, I noticed that I didn't have no pain in that left foot. And I start stomping it. I look up. Done. 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 I could have ran myself right out that shower. Because I knew, I said, I'm going to laugh at you, devil, as, as long as I live. I'm going to tell folks that the Lord healed me. That was the word. But it came by revelation. It came because the Holy Spirit breathed on that scripture. 
Let me give you another point. The Holy Spirit brings what Jesus said to your remembrance. John chapter 14 and verse 26. But the helper, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, the strengthener, the standby, he's all those things. The Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name in my place to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things and he will help you remember everything that I have told you. When you download the word of God into your spirit, the hard drive of your spirit, the Holy Spirit acts like the mouse and points and clicks and he will bring up that word to you in the right moment, at the right time, in the right season. But it got to be downloaded first. Now, we got to do the downloading. But then he brings it back up. And then he spoke to me about this. One of the things, you know, as humans, we just tend to forget stuff. Just being human. And many times we forget things because of the persecution and the affliction that might be coming up against us. You know, the Bible talks about persecution and affliction comes for the word's sake. The devil trying to beat the word of God out you. But see, the Holy Spirit will begin to remind you of what he said to you. He will remind you that if I healed you once, I can do it again. If I prospered you once, I'll prosper you again. He will bring all things back to our remembrance. Let me give you the third point. The Holy Spirit empowers us to live a godly life. This is Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. He says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. The Holy Spirit empowers us to live a godly life. Let me say this to you. It's impossible for you to be a successful, victorious Christian without you allowing the Holy Spirit to work through you. We need his help. We need his help. You know, we're called to be salt and light. We live in a dangerous world. If there was ever a time for us to be in tune with the Holy Spirit, it's today. We're called to be the light of the world. And the Holy Spirit wants to use you to win others to Christ. He wants to use you to bring somebody else into the kingdom. But you got to be led. I remember when I was in Bible college, they had this lady next door. She wouldn't speak to us for nothing. That lady would not look our way. And my brother, he was getting real mad. Me and my youngest brother went to Bible college together. He was getting real mad. Man, why are you still speaking to that lady, you know? She ain't speaking. 
And the Holy Spirit said, you know, your flesh won't say, well, you know what? You don't speak, I don't speak. We don't speak. We right next door. My brother went over there to witness to her. Him and his friend, she kicked both of them, him and his friend, get out of my house. And the Holy Spirit gave me one idea. He said, go and get her a gift card. Bought a gift, bought a gift card. Went and delivered it to her. I say, oh, I see how this works. As long as I'm pushing up against the flesh, I'm running into a wall. See, sometimes you got to give first. Then the door opens. Now I have a way to share the gospel with you. Now, I didn't do it for that reason. I did it because the Holy Spirit said to do it. But we don't always know what's on the opposite side of the obedience in following the Holy Spirit. We're called to be salt and light. And let me give you this last point, and I'll wrap this up. The Holy Spirit helps us to pray. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. It says, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he who searched the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. God has given us a heavenly language where we can connect with him. And we can communicate with the Father in the Spirit. He can pray through us the divine will of God. You know, when I was growing up, my parents emphasized the importance of praying. Praying in the Spirit, praying in general. And 20 years ago this year, my father was in a boating accident. And my sister, the day before, well, actually, it was weeks before, because it was weeks before, because I remember having a heaviness on me at LSU. And I was like, man, I feel so heavy. So I called home. And I said, Mom, is, is Grandpa all right? Is this one all right? Is that one all right? She said, everybody's fine. I said, all right. I kept praying. Another week went by. My sister calls me. She says, David. She says, is everything all right at home? I said, Dion, I had the same conversation, you know, with Mom, you know, a few days ago, wondering, is everything okay? I had this heavy feeling, but she, Mom says every, everybody's good. So we left it alone. Fast forward, my dad's going on a fishing trip. He loved to fish. And he's out on the boat fishing, and they had a boat pass by them real quick. So, you know, they're young, won't have fun. He said, I'm a, I'm, the, the driver of the boat said, I'm going to catch up with that boat. My dad, he said, David, get to the back. My dad's name is David. He said, get to the back of the boat. My dad started walk, walking to the back of the boat. The guy took his eyes off the, steer, you know, the boat. And when he looked back, he kind of just, just adjusted it. But when he did it, my dad flipped 
into the water. Now watch this. The night before, my sister said she had such a heaviness on her that she was just praying and praying. She was like, what is going, what is going on? And she kept praying and praying and praying. She said, I went to sleep. And I woke up and I was still praying. And she said, I just, and then as she continued to pray, she said she felt a release. Like she had got some freedom through this prayer. My dad goes into the water. They were going so fast that he falls. They have to shut the engine off. They got to restart the engine. And they got to hope it don't flood. And then they come back. He's going down. My dad said he was in the water. And he said, he has six kids, 45 years old. And he said, in his mind, he said, wow, look how fast life can go. And he said, I, he had one hand up and he was in a fetal position. And he was, he, he was, he was going, he was sinking, can't swim. Oh, actually, when he went down, the Holy Spirit said, don't panic. That's what he said he heard. Don't panic. So he said he relaxed, and he said he just held his hand up, and he went down. Well, on that boat was a nurse. He jumps. He, once they get back, trying to find out where my father went into the water, they find him. He jumps in, comes up, pushes my father out of the water. My father come out of the water speaking in the spirit. <laughs> the guy said, he brain dead. He said, I ain't brain dead. I know what just happened. I know what just happened. I ain't brain dead. He comes home. I was in the kitchen. One of my other brothers, there was three of us in the kitchen. He bust through them doors. He grabbed us each. Were you praying? Nope. Were you praying? Nope. Were you praying? Nope. Somebody was praying. And it was my sister in another state. That's the Holy Spirit. He's a person. He wants to help us. We got to let him help us. Praise God. I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer and his name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with him today, we wanna invite you to do so. Or maybe you had one with him, but you've just gotten away and you're desiring to come back to Christ today. I wanna to lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died, rose from the grave, and he is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth and what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God. In Jesus' name, praise God. We are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations. We are so excited that you made the decision to get connected to God.
Thank you for listening today. If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit us at linkedupchurch.com or download the Linked Up Church app. You can also watch live services, view past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Linked Up Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or text Get Connected to 94000. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week, and we look forward to connecting with you.